This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KYW Original Podcasts. A new Aldi's grocery store expected to open at Broaden Ridge in mid-November. The lift that you hear in the background is just connecting the last of the lights and product has to arrive. People are expected to be able to shop at the new development by Thanksgiving. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets at the Under Construction Broadbridge Development with Spencer Levine, who's president of RAL Development. And there are many components to this project here, but the one that we're most excited about for what's cooking is the new Aldi that's coming mid-November. So what can you tell us as before we walk in the doors, Spencer? Uh, the store will be coming in mid-November. It's about a 26,000 square foot supermarket that's really going to focus on fresh quality groceries at affordable prices. We were really excited. This project began with the idea of bringing a supermarket to the area, working very closely with the community organizations and the RCO. Something that was really of great need was a supermarket, a quality supermarket where they could get fresh produce, perishables, and also just staples. And now we're delivering that to the market and we're excited about it. I know this is a big deal for the neighborhood. How long has this idea been in development? We've been working on this project since 2013. I think the supermarket really was at the forefront of that planning process. It was something that as we talked to all the different community groups, it was the first thing that came to mind when we talked about what were the needs of the area when we were planning what is a very large development, mixed use development. And what kind of feedback have you gotten from people as you tell them there's gonna be a grocery store right here at Broad and Ridge. We've gotten excellent feedback. People can't wait to shop here, can't wait to participate in the overall development. Everyone that we talked to asked, when's it opening? When's it coming? And why an Aldi? How did you settle on the Aldi supermarket? We spoke to many operators. The Aldi concept, what they're delivering here at this location is something of a flagship. It's really going to focus on those fresh, affordable produce, perishables. It's a great store. The footprint worked really well for the overall development, and they're a great operator with thousands of stores worldwide. So they knew they could stand behind their concept and deliver it to the neighborhood. All right, I got my hard hat on. I got my yellow safety vest on. Let's go inside. Let's go. So we're walking through what's going to be the the main doors. What's going to be here? So right now we're in the shared retail vestibule. This vestibule will have elevators that will access the parking up above. Easy access for carts and patrons of the supermarket as well as the future retail. 
up those stairs and up those elevators is also the Chesterbrook Academy. And that, daycare. Daycare. Yep. That is about a 12,000 square foot daycare facility uh, with some outdoor playground up on the roof as well. Okay, so we can go up through the stairs or the elevators, then we can go to the right or to the left. Where are we going? We're what? going to the, to the right is Future Retail. To the left is our Aldi. All right, let's walk through the doors here. Sliding glass doors that take you to the supermarket. I can see the layout already. I can see the cash registers and then this uh, kind of counter space. Yep, so on our left here is the bagging counter for after you check out at the Aldi to get all your stuff together into sacks and, and take it home. Because um, they don't bag for you. They do not. Does that make it cheaper? I would assume so, but I, I think, uh, you know. Not I, an Aldi guy yet? <laughs> I am very excited for it. So the product is, the product is great, very fresh, and affordable. Yeah, right, let's right. walk through. Let's walk great. through. So we're, we're walking past the, uh, the bagging area yep. and the registers. Yep. And uh, here's, here's the entrance off of Broad and Ridge. So there's another entrance to the yep. supermarket. And this is where you'd come straight in to the produce section. You'd grab your cart. And this is where you're first approached with all kinds of great fresh produce, perishables. And then you work, work your way through the rest of the store. So how, how big is this space? The total square footage of the store is about 26,000 square feet. What's the, is that the size of an average grocery store? Uh, I think it's a little bit larger than the typical Aldi. And uh, that's because of the product offering that they're bringing to the neighborhood, as well as uh, some of the back of house space to make sure that they, they have the proper stocking and um, quantity of things to... Are they doing anything different at this location that they don't do at their other stores? I think because it's a new location within their overall expansion plans, it really is an opportunity for them to highlight the new concept and this kind of flagship concept of really focusing on fresh, bright store um, well-designed store. As you can see, the lighting in here is fantastic. It's, it's a great place to shop. It's ready for product. Um, and uh, just, just awaiting the final sign-offs and, and they can be on their way. How long will it take them to stock the store? From what I understand, they actually have about a two-week pre-opening period where they stock the store and they train additional staff, but there is staff trained in other stores that they'll be moving here and they're ready to roll. How long before construction is done? So people can probably hear it. Yes, you are under construction, but from what I see, it doesn't look like there's a ton to do. There's not much at all to do. The work that's happening now is just tying up some loose ends after the overall construction is already completed, the fit out of the store. The remainder of the development is on track to be delivered in the spring of this coming year, 2021. And uh, that's, that's also some of the construction you see, some of the, some of the work that's going on with the rest of the mixed-use development. Got it. So when will training begin? The actual store, when will that open for the employees? Because I know the people probably aren't coming in until they're totally ready. I believe, like I said, it's a it's a two week period before they open. So hopefully, within the in the next couple of weeks, it will get going and people will be in here and it will become a very bright, active space. Are, have been people been trying to bang the door down? Let us in. <laughs> people are very excited. We do. Uh, one of the great things about working on this site has been that we have been so communicative with the community and really from the beginning that I've gotten to know a lot of our neighbors and they'll see me on the street and they'll they'll yell, you know, Spencer, when are we opening the supermarket? When can we get in? I got a call the other day just to make sure that I didn't forget certain people when we do have an opening date set to make sure that they're invited to that first day's opening. Now, you're a development company out of New York. How did you find this location and why did you choose to put so much money right here at the intersection of uh, 
Broad Ridge Mellon. We are a development company based in New York, but we do work nationwide and uh, somewhat internationally as well. Uh, we've always been interested in Philadelphia. We in our we're a development company that's actually grew out of an architecture, uh, urban planning, and landscape architecture firm. So back in back in um, the the 80s and 90s, we did do some architecture work in Philadelphia. One of our partners had asked us to come down and take a look at this property uh, as they were trying to exit from it, and we fell in love with it. And we fell in love with the community. We fell in love with the people here, and we wanted to do something great. And it was an it was an amazing urban planning opportunity because it is such a large site. The overall property is approximately three acres. So uh, we, we really addressed, approached it from an urban planning standpoint and a design standpoint and worked with the community to identify what we could put here, what we could do, and really come up with the best solution for the site, not necessarily just the maximum gain. How unusual is it to find a site that is three acres just north of the center of a city? Incredibly unusual, and that's why we saw it as such a great opportunity to do something that could be really transformative for the area. Um, one of the things that we found was, as we worked our way the, around the different community organizations, is that this is this property was seen as part of all the surrounding communities, but no one had taken ownership over it and done anything with it. And uh, it was the hole in the donut. So it was a really unique opportunity to fill that void for all of the surrounding communities, not just the one that we're actually in. Right. Spring Garden, Fairmount, Brewery Town, west of Broad Street, east of Broad Street, north, south. Yep. West Poplar is actually our uh, RCO organization that covers over our entitlements. Um, they've been fantastic to work with. So it's really it really does operate as part of all these surrounding neighborhoods. And really, everyone saw it as as part of theirs. This has been a big spot for like it's been called a food desert. And there have been a lot of work has been done. Uh, particularly in the summers when kids are out of school, to get food to people. Do you, is this going to help that? Uh, we see this as an opportunity to really help advance that cause, uh, really bring fresh, affordable food to the neighborhood, to the community, uh, and, and really move that a step forward. Uh, the city's done a great job doing what they can within the city's limits, uh, but you know, we as a private development company want to want to do more and this is this is definitely a step towards that and really goes back to our urban planning roots and our urban planning principles so i mean grocery stores are always a big deal in the middle of a city um is it do you when you when you put grocery stores in a city is it usually a site that's like been something before or do i mean because you don't often like get to change the landscape is that right yeah so what was interesting about this site was it was actually three different pieces of land that was separated by melon street and in order to get a footprint of the size that's required to operate a supermarket uh, with this level of service we actually had to work through a legislative process with city council the city council was incredibly supportive during as we worked through that in 2015 and 16 um, and, and we actually had to manipulate the site boundaries and how the, the street grid interacted with it in order to get to a footprint that we could provide this kind of store in a city, in an urban atmosphere. And totally right. It's very unusual to find a store like this at grade, not just stuck in a parking lot in an urban context. This is really, it's a fully integrated, the store is part of the overall development, really functions as a part of the street grid and of the streetscape. And streetscape was something very important to us. As you walk around the building, you'll see that what we tried to do was increase sidewalk widths. We tried to make it 
a much more pedestrian-friendly environment from what it was prior to development. So people can walk by and go, oh, let me go pick up some apples. Yeah, or um, we're going to have some we're going to have some tables and benches out front of the Aldi. So you know, oh, let me go pick up lunch or a cup of coffee on the way to the to the train in the morning. Um, it's really it's meant to really bring people in, keep eyes on the street out, um, create active streetscapes rather than blank walls. And the Fairmount stop is right here. Yes, Fairmount stop is right here. It's truly transit oriented development. Uh, the, the overall development really takes advantage of that with the commercial entities, businesses like the Aldi located on Ridge Avenue and the residential address for the building located on Fairmount, which is traditionally residential. And Ridge has traditionally been a commercial uh, thoroughfare in the city. So we really tried to focus the development in that way. So how, how much do you take transit into consideration? Because some people might not be too close to this spot, but... Being close to a subway stop maybe makes it even easier, though. Transit's very important to us in our in our developments. It again goes back to our urban planning roots and our design roots. And um, you know, we look for sites that are easily accessible in a multiple way, in multiple transportation forms. We have not only the, the the subway stop right here. We also, as I mentioned before, have the parking garage. We have bike racks outside. We have a bike room in the building for residents of the residential portion of the building. Um, we've really tried to make it a, a multi, um, multi-transportation hub. What's been your biggest challenge? Um, you know, the size and scale of the project is certainly a challenge. Uh, we're used to large projects like this, but I think large projects in the center of the city, um, you know, and having the frontage that we have on the multiple streets and how it all comes together in the end. I think that was the biggest challenge, working through the entitlement process. It's been a great city to work in, great administration. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of comp- complicated pieces to a project of this size and scale. And I think that would be the greatest challenge. So mid-November. Mid-November. Did the store have to make any sort of accommodations or changes due to coronavirus? Like the way they run their business? Um, I don't think that I think their their business uh, model as far as stocking their stores has probably changed a bit. Uh, there's certainly a tremendous demand. Um, they are pursuing a curbside pickup model as well now too. There will be designated spaces in the garage that there will be access to patrons for curbside pickup, and they also do a delivery service through Instacart. The curbside pickup part is. Uh, new or newly expanded, right? I don't think Aldi ever did that before. Definitely. There's a designated number of spots up up in the garage that are painted and will be used for that only. I believe there's some way of communicating with the store when you're here and the product will be brought up to your car and put in your trunk. So even when coronavirus ends, they'll still continue the service? Yep. It's uh, permanently painted in the garage. So until they say it goes away, it's it's there to stay. Is that specific to this store or do they have curbside, curbside pickup at their other stores? I believe they're rolling out curbside pickup throughout their stores. It really depends on what kind of designated parking they have at that store. And uh, we're able to accommodate it, which we're excited about. All right, got to roll with the times. Yep. The coronavirus times. Yeah, it's a changing environment. What still needs to get done here? Really, it's tying up loose ends. The lift that you hear in the background is just connecting the last of the lights and, and product has to arrive. And that will really set us up for the opening. All right, Spencer Levine, thank you so much and congratulations. Thank you very much. 
That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at Food in the Two One Five, and follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out and please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's what's cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.